Welcome to the Lotus Life Podcast. My name is Kim Fisher. I'm a mindset and manifesting coach, showing women like you how to find, refine, and sustain the life of their dreams in order to create a life of productivity, achievement, and happiness. I'm so thankful you're here. This podcast serves as a portal to usher us all forward into the highest expression our soul desires. Let's go get it. What is manifesting? Let's talk all about it. As you guys know, I'm a manifesting coach and I've been doing manifesting for several years. In fact, actually even a decade or so before I even knew what manifesting was, I was doing it. I remember the very first example of manifesting. I had a journal and I would religiously draw every single detail of the yoga studio that I wanted to open. Now, this was probably three, four years before I actually opened up Lotus Life Yoga Center the first time around. I had that drawing somewhere. I drew the front desk where the placard was going to be that said Lotus Life Yoga. I even drew that it was a circle with a lotus. I didn't have the name of the business yet, but I had like the vision of what it would look like, where the little brochures would go with my schedulers, where the advertisements would go, where the cork board was, where the retail section was, where people checked in, where they put their shoes, all of it. And what's really wild is that if you've ever been inside of Lotus Life, the first time around especially, you know exactly where the desk was, you know exactly where the retail, where the tea was, everything, the hot tea that we served. It is exactly how I drew it four years before that in my journal. That is a part of manifesting. So we're going to talk a little bit about what it is and elucidate some of the unknowns about it. Take the mystery out of it actually too. And if you've, by the way, have ever been in my world before, you know how much neuroscience and science in general goes into reprogramming your mind, believing in yourself, and then actually starting to see the world as abundantly like overflowing in that which you seek in life. There's actually a lot of training of the brain that gets involved here, which is why I love manifesting so much. And it's why it works. It's not wishing. Manifesting isn't hoping. Manifesting isn't praying. Manifesting is getting clear on how you want to feel, healing the relationship with yourself, and then taking action on it. Okay? Let's simplify it with what I love and how I love to teach manifesting. The starting point is this. Manifesting is both a state and a process. We've heard about, you and I have heard about the state a lot, where if you know that phrase like, um, you know, manifesting is, you know, think of what you want in your life and become that frequency. That's an example of being this in the state of manifesting. But Before you get to the point where you're vibrating at the frequency of what you want and before you're actually attracting in on that frequency, we have to do the work of manifesting first. And that's where my work comes in. That's where my special blend of manifesting comes in. That's where MMM lies, Manifesting Mastery Membership, which starts this February, by the way. It's a four-month membership into the world of manifesting where every single month we are working on the hard skills, not hard as in challenging, but like I actually do this with my body, the kind of hard skills of manifesting. So when I say manifesting is a state, it's also a process. Let's start with the process first. 
One of the very first things you have to learn when you manifest is embodiment. Embodiment is where we get consent that, yes, this is what I want. No, that's what I don't want. Embodiment is also where we get our sense of I am and yes, I can. Embodiment is where we get the sense of I trust myself. And embodiment is also where we get spaciousness to kind of calm the fuck down in our lives, to see clearly, to decouple with all of our emotional reactions. That's embodiment. And there's so much research out there now about embodied cognition and gesturing the body in powerful ways that shows us that how you hold your body, how you move your body, or better yet, how you don't hold your body and how you don't move your body is sending signals to your brain upwards to 80% of the information that influences who you believe you are. If you want to read a fantastic book on this, it's called Presence by Amy Cuddy. Amazing book. And also there's The Body Keeps Score by, I don't know, something Vander Kluck or Vander. <laughs> but the body, the body Keeps Score, that's another one. But the book that I'm almost done with right now is called Presence. And she talks all about the research in there too. So body, 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 yada, 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 yada. Right? Like we really need to let our bodies do thinking for us. Embodiment is how. Now, I teach something called radical rituals, which is my secret weapon, my special blend of fast, furious, and fun rituals that are designed to be done several times throughout the day to unlock you, unlock your fullest potential, unlock, unleash your most authentic self. When women, when I work with them and when they do that, when they start to embody themselves, Everything changes from how they talk about themselves to the eye contact they give in the camera. You know, sometimes people start actually un, like unmuting more and I see them turn their cameras on Zoom. I see the way they sit in the camera differently. They participate more. They're dancing more. And then the evidence is also there. They like commit to what they said they would do. They're journaling more. They're showing up for other people. They're taking big actions. So. Everything you really want for yourself is on the other end of the preliminary work of embodiment. Embodiment is one of the many processes of manifesting. Tucked inside of embodiment, I want to tease that apart for you. There's breath work. Definitely make sure you understand how to do breathing. Not everyone actually understands how to breathe well. And I've learned that. I've taught that in the two decades of me teaching yoga And especially there's no change inside of the manifesting work. We have to learn how to breathe well. There is deep connection to cortisol levels, testosterone levels, um, your sense of self, your sense of empowerment that comes from the breath. And what we know from the yogic world, the Indian science of this, is that the breath will give you longevity and vitality. Sounds like a couple important things you might need when you're manifesting, correct? (laughs) Yes. The breath work is really important. Um, Being able to do visualizations. Those of you who say, I'm not a creative person, I get that. But it's also a bullshit story that you've been told and or one that you keep telling yourself. And even if you're like, no, Kim, this isn't a paradigm. I'm really not creative. Again, I don't believe you because human beings are incredibly intuitive and creative individuals. It's either you've exercised it, 
you've been encouraged to do it as a child or not. As an adult, you get to decide who you want to be and what you're good at. So if you're sitting here saying, I'm not creative, then you're going to continue to be not creative. I want you to start saying to yourself, I am learning how to be creative. I love learning how to be creative. And as you start to say those things, your brain is hearing it. Your body is feeling it. And lo and behold, we start to get tastes of creativity. Visualization means you are allowing yourself to reimagine your present situation and your future situation. And this is one of the many steps of manifesting is allowing yourself to dream really big, vivid, detailed, crazy, creative, and oh my God, over the top dreams. Sometimes my visualizations are so big and scary uh, that they scare me because I'm like, how is that possible? How will I do that? That doesn't feel safe. That feels too much. People will judge me on and on and on. And then I know I'm in the right zone because you don't want to be dreaming. You don't want to be manifesting the things that are comfortable because that tells you you'll be manifesting the same stuff you already have. When you manifest and visualize and you visualize into the future what you want, you ask yourself, how do I want it to feel? How do I want it to look? And you let your mind just go for it. Of course, remember, this is after you've already done embodiment. Now, you're going to start to see things and feel things that you didn't even know you wanted. That means your unconscious mind is starting to speak to you. When psychologists look at the unconscious mind and we bypass the conscious mind, we see that the unconscious mind speaks to us in a way with shapes, colors, and archetypes. This is why when we start to get deep inside of radical rituals, people will suddenly see a lamp or a mountain or a dog or a key or a bird or things that don't quite make sense at first, but these are actually symbols and signs, archetypes that point to something deeper that doesn't require words. This is a part of the creativity that you get to unlock when you manifest. Again, that only gets fueled through an embodiment practice. Once you are comfortable with these sort of cryptic and mysterious codes that are coming up from your body and your unconscious mind, you learn to interpret. And when we are able to interpret and trust and have fun inside of that type of experience, we are really unionizing. We are uniting the mind and the body together to give us the most potent and creative and fast manifesting experience you will ever have in your life. So if you're sitting there listening to this or consuming this or reading this, however you're consuming this information, and you're not sure on what you want in your life, you're not sure on who you are, you're sick and tired of not knowing, and you're sitting there going, I'm not creative enough to figure it out. The good news is you don't have to figure it out. You already know it. Because embodiment is a process, it's like polishing a stone, like a gem. You apply lots of pressure, lots of buffing, lots of material, lots like opening up the color and the clarity of a gemstone takes a little bit of effort. In the same way, it's going to take a little bit of practice and effort to open you up to your full self as well. So keep going, keep sticking with it you can do visualizations. It's so powerful. The next little tool that I love packing into a radical ritual, 
that belongs in the process of manifesting is mantra. Mantra or the recitation of sacred syllable. Mantra or chanting is so powerful. Mantra is and stands for that which protects the mind. From what, you might ask? From yourself. If we are consistently in the loops of our thoughts, we can beat ourselves up. We're so impatient. We cut ourselves down. We believe all of our limitations. Does that sound like manifesting to you? No, it's not, right? And in a moment, when I talk about the, the state of manifesting, it'll be even more clear why, why getting a breath work, why getting embodiment, why doing visualizations, why doing mantra are so important. So just hold that seed for a second, okay, that we're going to get there to what you kind of already know about manifesting. But right now I'm giving you the tactile things you got to do and that you get to do. It's so much fun. When you chant a sacred syllable, either from India, from that culture, or a Buddhist chant, we are carrying the charge, the electrical charge, if you will, the intention of the thousands of years it has been chanted, uttered by the mouth, the lungs, the lips, the larynx of other human beings from time immemorial, right? So it is very powerful, I think, just from a lineage perspective to think about all the humans that have uttered these syllables. And it's like we're joining in this familial lineage of sonic vibration. And so to me, it humbles me when I chant mantra. I remember that the state that the original being who chanted it was in was probably a very ecstatic state. One that devoted his or her, probably at the time, his complete, utter life to spiritual enlightenment and development. So they left civilization, they became a monk, they experienced ecstatic states of realization and openness, and out through the mouth came mantra. That's how it works. And so from someone who's in this really high vibratory state, this gets passed down as an auditory story, an auditory lineage to you and I, householder yogis, householder spiritual people who are like, how do I manifest? How do I get into this state of oneness with everything, with openness with everything and collect the vibration I want to be in? Mantra is that fast way. There's ancient mantra and then there's modern mantra. For example, I make up my own mantra all the time and we have one inside of MMM. It is, I trust my temple, I trust my tempo. And that is a mantra that we repeat. Let's keep going with the tools. Powerful postures are another one. How are you sitting right now? How are you standing right now? There's so much research that shows that by rolling the shoulders back, lifting that chest up, lifting the arms up overhead in a V, we are in the victory stance. This is a powerful pose. This is where we feel the most alive. This is where we say, yes, I did it. Yes, I can. I am a champion. Research shows that this is also the posture that allows our cortisol or the stress hormone to drop and testosterone to increase. Testosterone is linked to your like gas pedal, actually. Testosterone is the hormone that allows us to feel like, yes, I can. Instead of, no, they should, not me. And I'll just hide in the background. Cortisol is that. Cortisol is I'm just going to shrink because I don't want to do anything and I don't want to be seen. Testosterone, we want to raise that 
so that we actually can feel like I can participate. I've got something to say. I've got something to contribute. Your posture and what how you're sitting right now is either going to unlock that potential or not. So it's really important that you consistently check in with your body. And from time to time, like right now, I'm obsessed with it throughout the day. I'll just boom, hit that V and I hit my power pose. And I hold it for several minutes, take some deep breaths. And I know that psychologically, it's doing wonders for my body. Declarations and journaling. When you declare something in writing, it's like a contract with the universe. Now, the the secret here when you visualize and when you write something down is to actually trust that you are in vibration with that intention and that it will come to you, but you have to be unattached to how and when it shows up. You have to, and this, this means that we surrender into a deep state of trust and flow in our lives. I trust that it's going to come. I don't care how it's going to come. I can't tell you how many times that's happened for me in my life. Some of you know the story that that happened to me recently, over a year ago, with the reopening of of Lotus Life Yoga Center. It was not what I wanted, but it matched the frequency of what I wanted. It was, in other words, it was not the how, but it was the what. It was what I wanted to feel. Connection, community, in service, love, excitement again, running my business. But I didn't want to necessarily have a brick and mortar. So it was confusing at first when the opportunity showed up that I recognized. I said, ah, I have to be unattached with how it shows up. But this is actually what I want to feel in my life. So I went for it. Okay. Let's talk a little bit now. We're going to switch gears into that was all about the process of manifesting. The state of manifesting. Here's what I want to say about that. The state of manifesting sounds like this. I am what I manifest. The reason that statement is true is because we don't manifest stuff. We manifest you. We don't manifest things. We manifest how you are. That's because manifesting is a magnification process of who you are, how you are, and how you feel about yourself. When people manifest crap in their lives, when people manifest turmoil and drama, it's literally because they are filled with turmoil and drama. When we pause for a second to do work on ourselves, when we clean it up, when we heal ourselves, which is a large part of manifesting, we are actually massaging all of the pain, all of the trauma in our lives, and we're healing, we're bettering ourselves, which increases your frequency. And when I say frequency, guys, I literally mean your frequency. If I were to strap you up to an EKG machine or put you in an fMRI machine, your brain, your body emits a frequency of energy. You can look this up if you want online, but it is absolutely true. We are all at some point or another changing the frequency of how we are vibrating based on what we are thinking about. If you're thinking awful things about your life, really negative things, well, that has a certain frequency. And it's going out into the world, which only creates more scenarios that are just like that frequency of what you're currently thinking. That's why it's so important that you understand that the process is integral to the state that you want to be in. 
manifesting and all those tools, all those steps I just listed, all the processes are critical to help you heal and enjoy who you are and level up your frequency. Does that make sense now? Now we're thinking better, eating better, exercising, feeling powerful. We're clear on our manifestations. We're declaring things in writing. We're all about the radical rituals. And now our frequency, the way we think, everything has leveled up. Well, now, because manifesting is really a magnification of who you are, we get more of our good stuff. This is where we actually start to feel the change in our life where things are going well. Suddenly we're feeling more happy. Suddenly our friends and family who are with us all the time feel and act more fulfilled in our presence. This is where we start to make better decisions that are aligned with us that give us luck and luxury and wealth and happiness faster. All because, again, you started to work on yourself. You started to work on those thoughts. You started to work on those actions. You know, I say this a lot now. People don't really understand yet, but it's becoming more commonplace, I think, especially you guys in my community already. But this might come as a surprise to some of you that manifesting is actually a lot of shadow work. It's a lot of like holding up the mirror and just, oh, hello, insecurities. Oh, hello, blocks around wealth and money. Oh, hello, self-sabotaging childhood wounds. Hello, sexual trauma. Like all of those things we have that are part of our story are not allowed to go unnoticed in the world of manifesting. You cannot, even if you try. Doing the process of manifesting uncovers it all. So that doesn't sound so glamorous anymore, does it? It kind of takes the the sexiness out of manifesting, which I got to say I like. Because ultimately, we want this for the long run. I don't want you to just get these quick hits of joy in your life and then have it diminish. And I know you don't want that either. When we say we're manifesting, it's not for a season. It's for our life. It's for the long run. And ultimately, since it is for the long run, we really do need to think about you who's doing the manifesting. You who's holding the energy of what you want. You who's emitting the frequency of what you want. There's a responsibility actually that calls to us as we embark on the path of manifesting. We no longer can show up however we want in whatever move we want and not think about the repercussions it has on our friends, our family, and our community. Real manifesting ushers a sense of responsibility, of integrity, and authenticity. A gentleness too, because life is hard. But where our scars are, there's also so much to learn. Where the wounds are is right next to it, the elixir. The wound is the elixir. The wound is the medicine. And in this way, we become really brave when we manifest through this lens. We become very integrous. We become very healed. And by the way, you don't need to be fully healed to have a magnificent life that's filled with luxury, filled with pleasure, filled with free time, filled with joy. All the things you want can come to you as you begin to heal and during your healing process. 
I don't know the healing ever ends anyhow, right? <laughs> so there you have it. Hopefully a fresh take on manifesting. Understanding now that there's two prongs, there's two columns to manifesting, two swim lanes. One is the process and all the tools I mentioned, the juicy, unbelievably awesome gifts of the tools that we have. And also it's the state. By doing these both, and of course the process first, the state will become easier and easier to maintain throughout your life. And ultimately, beyond the things that we will get from manifesting, you'll just be happier. You'll just be healthier. And you'll just feel so much more present in your life. And that's what I want for you. Happy manifesting, you guys. Join me inside the manifesting work that's happening right now. MMM, the Manifesting Mastery Membership, is coming up in February. The doors open just once every year. It's a four-month incredible membership. If you like this type of philosophy, if you like my style, you're feeling drawn in, then join me and the others inside MMM this year. However you're consuming this content, drop a note below, reply to this email. Let me know what you think about all this. What really affected you? What impacted you? What made you go, wow, I never really thought about it like that before. I would love to know. And somewhere also in this content is a link to join MMM. Check it out. Read about it. If it calls to you, I'd love to see you inside. You guys, thanks again so much for being here. It's an honor. And I will be with you next time. Take it easy.